Hey, welcome. It is the third Sunday of Lent. It is March the 12th. This is The Daily Pause, and I'm here today with my good friend for many, many years, Katrina Thompson. She's our vocals director, worship leader here at Willamette, and I'm grateful to have you with me today. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you're here. Today is a day we get to celebrate the Lord's presence as a church. How many Sundays would you say you've been at church your whole life? Um, let me see. Carry the two. <laughs> it's a lot. It, it's huh? been it's been a few. I, I can remember back to the days where we had Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, sometimes choir rehearsal on Thursday night. There was a lot of church back then, but now oh, we just yeah. have slim it right on down to that one service on Sunday. But uh, thank you for your leadership among us. She's going to be reading and praying for us in a little while. And uh, But as we get started, we're going to begin with just a few moments to quiet our hearts before the Lord and say, welcome, Holy Spirit, into these few moments that you'd be glorified in us and you'd speak to our hearts. Let's begin now. Third Sunday of Lent. But who do you say that I am? Mark 8:29. Midway through Mark's gospel, the mood suddenly changes. During the first 8 chapters, we can feel the energy, excitement, and action. Jesus moves from village to village proclaiming the availability of another kind of life, liberating those enslaved by evil, healing the sick, feeding the hungry, and stilling storms and seas. Jesus bears the fruit of a successful ministry. Then comes an abrupt shift in atmosphere. As Eugene Peterson observes, the last eight chapters are dominated by death talk rather than talk about life. This turning point revolves around a direct question put by Jesus to his disciples. Who do you say that I am? Few questions are more important. Is Jesus a myth created by the imaginings of the gospel writers? Some sort of superhero figure able to swoop down into our lives and sort everything out? Is Jesus a great human teacher able to perform miracles? Our response will shape our lives more than our answers to any other question with which we are faced. When Jesus initially asks the question, Peter blurts out, You are the Messiah! This response at this stage of Mark's gospel is not a declaration that Jesus is divine or the second part of the Trinity or God. This fuller understanding of Jesus will come later. Here, Peter is declaring that Jesus is indeed the one for whom his people have waited so long, the true servant king who will usher in God's reign both for Israel and the world. What Peter does not know is that his declaration will turn his life upside down from that time on. Now it is our moment to wrestle with this question. Who do we say Jesus is? Are we willing, with Peter, to affirm that he is the one for whom our hearts also yearn? Will we also acknowledge him to be the one who alone can heal and empower the human condition? 
And will we dare to allow him to change our understanding of what it means to follow him today? We can be very sure that if we do call him the Christ and embrace his way of death and resurrection for our lives, it will turn our lives upside down too. Thank you. You grew up in a Christian home as I did, mm-hmm. and you went to church, you sang songs. Was there a moment as a kid or even in your adult years that the Jesus became more than just a word to you, that it became life? Has there been those moments? I, I think I've had them multiple times in my life, but is there one that you can reflect on? There's definitely been multiple ones in my life. I think any time that we go through a hardship as, is where Jesus comes to light. Yeah. So um, I think um, where I felt Jesus, I think, come to light the most was when I was pregnant with Ashton. Yeah. I was by myself. I was about to be a single mom. And I came back to church, and I started, um, I would come to church, and nobody treated me any differently. Hmm. And I expected in my heart, because I grew up at church, I expected, oh no, I'm going to be judged, I'm coming back, I'm pregnant, I'm not married, and instead I was loved, and I was taken in and um, told that my calling didn't have to stop just because I was I was pregnant and the single mom I could still go forward and be the worshiper that I knew that I was supposed to be from the beginning mm-hmm. before everything happened I knew that's what I was supposed to do and I was held in this way and comforted in this way by the people of God Jesus loved through them and uh, showing me that, that I could still fulfill that calling that God had on my life, no matter the circumstance that I was in at the time. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I look back on that with gratitude in my heart that that happened, because God has mm-hmm. done so much through you, where Satan would probably want to keep you back and keep yeah. you quiet, and he hasn't done that. I think the joy of our salvation is that it's constantly in growth, even as Peter is making the declaration he understands at the moment, he would come to understand later just the fullness of who Christ was. And I just know so many people being here so long, I've had the privilege of walking with men and women, and actually lots of men who in their faith grew stronger in their latest days of their life, like the last days. And it's like that Jesus is always working on us, And so maybe you would just pray for us. Would you pray for us, those people who might be going through that season of of hardship, that they would experience Christ more real? I just see, I've seen that happen over and over. I see it in you in multiple circumstances, but maybe somebody needs encouragement through prayer. Would you just pray a prayer over that person today? Yeah. Dear Lord, I, I just thank you for being present today for being present in our lives through every circumstance that that we may be going through. Lord, I ask that anybody, whatever season that they're in, whatever hardship that they are facing, that you would help them to just draw closer to you, 
that they would lean on you, that they would know that, that they can come to you for, for guidance, for peace, for grace, Lord. Help us to lean into you, to know that you are a provider. Help us to learn more about you. Help us to grow through our circumstances with you. We love you in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for your transparency and your candor. I think people identify with us more in our weaknesses than they do in our strengths, you know. (laughs) So thanks for doing that. And thank you, everyone, for listening in today. We so appreciate you. Until next time, bye-bye.